am excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samya Shrivan. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Here we are for another interview with another beautiful woman, Nadia. Thank you so much for coming in today for this interview. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I mean, it's like whenever we share different stories, it's very interesting what that means and what what is available, right? What is out there. And so that's why, you know, we have all kinds of different people in here with different kinds of ailments, different kinds of conditions that they have been able to heal from. So Nadia, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what actually brought you into this natural healing methods? Did you grow up with that? Or is that something that you have actually learned to do later in your years? Was there any kind of turning point that made you do that? You can give us a background on it. Okay, so what started on our journey of trying to be more homeopathic was that my son had asthma. Mm-hmm. And we had always been interested in natural methods. Mm-hmm. But as far as growing up doing things really naturally, that wasn't something, it wasn't that we always took medication, but it wasn't looked upon as, you know, maybe there's another way to do things. Mm-hmm. And so my son always kind of had different allergies and stomach issues. And I, I never thought that they correlated wow, okay. until we came to see you. Mm-hmm. And once we did research and we found your office, we were very excited because we thought, you know, possibly we could start our son on a journey of getting off of asthma medications, mm-hmm. such as steroids, inhalers, Claritin, Zyrtec. Mm -hmm. all these things that truly weren't really working. They were just coding symptoms. Right. And how old was was diagnosed with asthma? I would say he was about six or seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. And before that, did the allergies start before that? And the stomach uh, digestive symptoms were before that? Actually, his digestive system started when he was a baby. Yeah. He would vomit almost after every time I breastfed him. He would throw it all up, you know. And of course, now I know what it means to have like a healthy gut. But back then, I didn't know. He always had allergies. You know, he always had that little white line on his nose where he was always having the sniffles. We decided that we wanted to try it. Of course, we were nervous because, you know, as any mother, you know, you worry about your children and you wonder, like, if it's something that they're always going to have to deal with and if it's really going to work. Because asthma can be kind of scary, especially when you feel like something could happen to them. Absolutely. The thing is that asthma is where, you know, you can't breathe. Like, what else can be worse than that? Then you cannot breathe. Right. And on top of it, most doctors also say that asthma is something that's lifelong or you may outgrow it. That's mm-hmm. something how it goes. There's no other way of really fixing it forever. Right. So when that is what you hear over and over again, it can be scary. And I'm going to actually take this moment to probably 
talk to or share this about the gut and how it is actually directly connected to the lungs and the skin to the listeners because it's so important. A lot of people don't understand that. And I see that time and time and time again, every day, even today, I actually saw a patient with asthma or, you know, a new patient that, you know, a child actually. I mean, all these adorable kids that just walk in here and they've actually been to ER four times in the past five months. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it is so horrendous. And despite them being diagnosed with asthma, doesn't really stop them from having an asthma attack. And they still actually have an asthma attack and they're still taken to ER and then they're actually given treatment, their breathing treatment there, and then they come home and continue the breathing treatment. So it is a very, very scary thing to actually have a child with asthma who cannot breathe. And especially if they're little and they can't really tell you what's happening, it's even scarier. Right. And so, yes, the gut is extremely connected. That is where you always, always pay attention to. So unfortunately, in his case, your son's case, you know, he actually started with gut symptoms long before he actually started with asthma symptoms. And that's how it is. Our body gives us enough time to repair, tells us something is going on. But obviously, we don't necessarily have the tools to fix that sign or symptom, which means that, you know, it actually just progresses into the next important organ, like the lungs. Yeah, and it did. I mean, and not only that, it also led to constipation issues Mm -hmm. as he was five years old, I can remember him being constipated and wondering why, you know, once we started on this, it was just so nice, because you were able to explain things in a way that we could understand. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but we had an actual treatment plan that we could possibly see, like the end of the road of it, you know what I mean? Not like it's going to be this continuous thing that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of his life. And so it has actually carried on not only for his life, but also for my other children Mm -hmm. and husband and I. It actually becomes a lifestyle because then we start learning about our bodies and the natural loss of our bodies and how Mm -hmm. to apply those natural laws so that we can stay healthy, right? Because that is, after all, the goal. It's not just about being sick and going to a doctor, but to learn how to be healthy. And if you can be healthy, there is nothing better than that. That's how we enjoy a better quality of life. And so that's another thing that I want to point out to our listeners as well as this, that constipation is not normal. It's never normal. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter who says that. It is never, ever normal, even if it is in a baby. If you eat, you need to poop, (laughs) you know, as simple as that, you know, what goes in has to come out. So if it doesn't come out, I mean, if it happens very rarely, it's not a big deal, you know, just notice what you ate and fix it. But if it's happening consistently, please do not take that lightly. And also up until your children are maybe at least seven years old, go and check the toilet, you know, go and see what their stool looks like. It needs to look formed like a banana or a hot dog. It needs to be brown in color and it needs to be, you know, light or dark brown or moderate brown, but it should not be in all kinds of different colors. It cannot be loose. It cannot be watery. It cannot actually be hard pellets. It has to be nice, soft, easy to go a good amount and they should feel satisfied and they have to go every single day. These are things that you need to pay attention to. And I know that we all have so many things on our plate. We all do. And I understand because, you know, I have a full-time job and some. (laughs) So it sometimes makes it difficult to pay attention to everything. But we also have to teach our children after the age of five to look at their stool because so many kids don't even look at their stool. You know, I see teenagers and I'll ask them, what's your bowel movement like? They're like, I don't know. I don't look at it. (laughs) You know, never been taught that that's another 
language of the body. It actually speaks to us through the stools as well, what's happening in our gut. So this actually becomes obviously an exercise for us to start paying attention to the things that our body is trying to tell us by elimination or not by eliminating. Right. I mean, it's become a thing where every, like I ask the kids, I'm like, did you poop today? (laughs) What color was your poop? Or not today, but often where I'm like, and if they're like, I haven't pooped and I'm like, well, why not? Like, you know, see why, what's going on and how can we get you to poop? Exactly. And that's very important, right? And the thing is, you're also what you're doing in this whole process is that you're actually teaching them that this is important to pay attention to. Like, you know, I do this with my 15 year old daughter. I ask her, no, I mean, if she actually has a zit on her nose, I'm like, did you poop regularly? Are you getting constipated? She's like, mom, I'm like, no, really, I don't think you are. I can tell because there is a zit on your nose because your gut is so connected to your skin that when somebody has acne, it is directly connected to the gut. And depending on where it is, we can immediately say where it is coming from. And because I can see and I know all these things, I immediately ask her, no, you're not. There's something going on. You're not drinking enough water, maybe. Maybe you're not eating enough. What are you doing? And then I'm actually getting on her case about it. Then she's like, okay, mom, okay, I'll take care of this. I'm like, okay, let's actually make sure that you're going. You're going this way. And I say this because asthma is only one of the things. Eczema is connected to the gut, you know, and being constipated. And food allergies are connected to the gut. Uh, seasonal allergies are connected to the gut. Acne is connected to the gut. Psoriasis is connected to the gut. Rheumatoid arthritis is connected to the gut. Anxiety is connected to the gut. Omas is connected to the gut and we don't pay attention to the gut. How can we actually have anything else working healthy for us? It is true. So then what happened? So you started the treatment for asthma and then how has that actually helped your son? Like, does he need inhalers and nebulizers? Do you still have to go to the hospital you know does he have asthma attacks regularly what's happening so I guess we started seeing you about maybe two years or so ago maybe longer I'm not even sure anymore but at first it was a challenge for Mm -hmm. me to turn to the inhaler or the nebulizer if he was having a little bit of wheezing or not really difficulty breathing, obviously, but you know, just allergies. If you at first, it was a little bit because whenever you've done something for so long, and now you're being told not to, right? It's, you know, so anyway, we and it's funny, because even though that's what we want, we are scared, right to do that. And I'm, I'm glad you're talking about it, because it's important to know this, that people have to know that it can be scary, any new thing can be scary, even if that's what we want, even if it's good, it can be scary. Right. But obviously, you overcame that. Yeah, we did. And I mean, it was a it's a lifestyle change, um, being committed to taking the vitamins and the protocol and the different supplements that you know especially to a child you know it might not taste great yes honestly now justice is very easy about it you know it's like nothing it's just like okay mom it's time it's time for me to do it and even he tells me so as I was saying was you know when we started it was a little bit challenging but as we continued it we saw the change you know we saw the change in him as far as his health, like the teeth grinding, uh, the mouth breathing at night, just his stamina and his energy level, you could automatically see that it was helping him. So as you can see that your child is 
getting better and not being distressed, you know, whenever he runs or plays, that was always something. And now he's not anything like that. Once you see those benefits, then you want to do things the natural way. And I'm not saying that he's never had to use it in these years, but I'm saying that it's dramatically decreased. And not only it has helped me as a mother not run to those conventional medicines, I try to try it naturally first, of course. And it has empowered me to, you know, with the different protocols and the symptoms, what I can give yes. not only him, but my other children too. Absolutely. And the thing is, I love that how you actually have taken that power in your own hands, because we all have the power. And that's one of the things that I often talk about how mothers are extremely powerful. The moment they make that decision, that I'm going to take care of my family's health, there's nothing that can stop them. And they can. And it's just not one child after that, everything, you know, you actually can take care of a cold, you can take care of a fever. And I know that now, like, you know, I mean, I don't even actually, you don't even ask me for anything anymore. In the mm-hmm. times, I remember you used to ask, what do I do at this point in time? And you don't even ask me anymore, because obviously, I've learned now how to do it yourself, that you don't even need me. Right. That's, that's part about it. No, that's I still need you. I still need you. But <laughs> the thing is that I should not be needed. That is my goal. I don't want to be needed. I want to actually be on the sidelines and enjoy and appreciate the fact that, you know, you all get to be healthy. And that is where truly my job is well done. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly there as a life uh, line, then, you know, I've not really done my job. <laughs> I've actually failed at my job, honestly speaking. <laughs> so I'm only happy that, you know, you don't need me as much. And that's a good thing. So with your son, when was the last time he had an asthma attack? As far as like an asthma attack, it's been so long. Okay. As far as like me having to give him a breathing treatment because of his wheezing and I just the time of year and the weather changing. Um, I think it was back in November. Okay. And even before that it was probably well before that maybe be March before that um it's been a while so it's like twice a year or so it has happened the last year okay and before that before you started the treatment how often did that happen or how often did you have to give him a nebulizer or an inhaler I would say once a month okay I want people to actually hear this as well it's very important to understand this that oh This means that, of course, you know, we are going to get him where he would never, ever need it at all. His body doesn't go into that kind of response at all. But now it's actually dramatically changed from that to like maybe needing it once or twice a year. And that's a big improvement. It may not be looking perfect right now, but it is almost perfect and it will get there. And this is the process. This is how the process is going to go. And it's very important to be patient with the process as well, because we are not really putting a bandaid on something. We are healing something. And I also want to mention here about how you mentioned about, um, you talked about his lack of stamina. And one of the things that I'm sure you know, is that we have been working on his his adrenals, right? And I've talked about the adrenals so much because, but I want our listeners to hear this because a lot of people don't know this, that the nebulizer, the inhalers, that they're actually taking steroid treatments, all of them actually give the steroid, which is something that is produced by our own bodies in our adrenals. But if our adrenals are not functioning optimally, that is the reason why a lot of people or kids develop asthma. 
And so what we do in treatment is we actually do a lot of support for the adrenals so that the adrenals can make their own hormones so that it can keep the airway open. If the airway is open, you don't actually have an asthma attack. And that's one of the biggest ways we actually heal this. And over a period of time, he would not need anything. And he would be able to be completely free of asthma and have no, not even really take a whole protocol anymore. Maybe just have him on some multivitamins or something like that. But that's about it. That is the goal of treatment. And we would get there. Yeah. And I mean, and we did like everything was a process. You know, I remember when we first started, it was more like attention to the gut, like cleansing out the intestines. And then we moved on to a different, you know, organ and then. At the time, I didn't know, but now I know, you know, everything has its own step and you have to just be patient and you said, trust the process of it. It's not going to just be a change overnight. Yes. Is there any other conditions as well that natural healing has helped you with, you know, other than asthma? And of course, you know, he has gut issues, food allergies, I mean, uh, seasonal allergies and all of that. It has also helped with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, uh, well, my husband and I, sometimes we can have anxiety Mm -hmm. and we have seen you about it and we have been able to kind of understand where those feelings can come from because, you know, we live in a world that we worry and we have different reasons to feel anxious, but being able to treat it naturally as opposed to getting on um, a medication has been something that's really important to us because I mean we know I mean just from experience well not personal experience but from people that I've spoken to have had to be on medications and I've seen how it doesn't really work it's just another band-aid of course and the one thing that I really you know don't understand is that you're able to go get a prescription for Xan, I guess $4, $10 a month. But in order to actually do something naturally, it costs you hundreds of dollars a month. That's something that I just, it's kind of sad, you know, because there are treatments that are natural, but our society has not provided that for us. We've had to look out on it for ourselves. Yes. I mean, it's funny in a way, because you say that, Because it used to be that people actually always chose natural first. That is not working the conventional route, right? Like the Western uh, outlook of it. But now it has actually become, that has become the default that the insurance companies, anything is ready to pay for it. That's the reason why it's actually going down so much, right? And when you actually want to try something or do something naturally to first heal and not only just heal, but need less medications, it's not really... It's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate because this is more of the healing. And if only more and more companies started paying for it, they would actually have to pay less because it's a lifestyle. You know, we want people to not get sick more often. We want them to get educated in this whole process, which means they start taking care of themselves. And when they do, then you don't really go to the insurance. You don't go to the doctor. You don't pay as many bills. So it is just so much better in the long run. But, you know, one thing you know, I always tell people because I've referred you to right. many people and just you, but just to try things naturally. Yes. Because I've seen the benefit in our lives. Yes. So, and one thing is, is that our lives, our bodies are an investment. Like we are precious yes. and we have to take care of ourselves. Yes. We are worth that. 
So to me, I'm very blessed that we are in the position to go the natural way. I don't take that for granted. And so, like I said, I am very thankful that we can do it this way because like I said, it just has changed our lives so much. Um, you know, another instance was that my husband went and got blood work and his testosterone was low. And I remember we came to you and uh, we were able to treat it instead of doing testosterone injections, we were able to get his testosterone levels up naturally. Yes, that's the thing. So many things can be done. And then I loved what you said, we are worthy of that investment. A lot of people don't necessarily think of it that way. And I'm glad that you as a whole family has that outlook. And that's important too, because sometimes one person has that outlook, but the other person, the partner doesn't have that outlook, then it actually changes everything. It makes it difficult, obviously, you know, it makes it difficult to proceed with anything, you know, it's like you're at odds constantly. And it's wonderful that you and your husband are on the same path, which makes it so much easier to be able to spend and prioritize on your health on your bodies. Because you know, I often say this, we can even go buy another Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. But not go by another body, right? You know, we have one body for this life, and that's it. Whether we protect it, whether we take care of it, whether we do right by it, or whether we do wrong by it, we are actually going to pay for it either ways. We pay with good quality of life if we have a good body, we pay with horrendous things if it's bad. And one of the other things that I often talk about is that people actually think that oh, it's just momentary if it's acute. And you go for conventional medicine, great. But chronic, it's not really a great idea because most people don't really get healed and they just take treatment for years. And they've actually wasted so many years of quality life that they could have enjoyed by doing that. And so there is no money that could ever bring back that time. That's one loss. The second is so many times people actually end up in ERs and things like that because they don't really know how to take care of it. And they actually end up spending so much more money than they actually ever wanted to. So naturally, there is an expense money-wise, and there is also expense of time and quality of life and pain. And, you know, none of those things can ever be repaid. Right. Well, and another thing is, you know, you take a medication for, let's say, diabetes or cholesterol, and it actually causes another problem. So that's something that I think we need to take into consideration. And also, you were very, you're also someone who is very interested in learning right? And someone that who's, you know, wanting to take control over what it takes to be healthy, right? And I actually have always seen that to be very inspiring for me, because when people actually get so interested, I just, you know, definitely put on my teacher hat. And, you know, I actually start teaching because I love doing that anyways. Mm -hmm. So is that something that you're always interested in all kinds of things? Or is that something more about how this has transpired that makes you want to learn more about? It's just something that kind of has transpired, I guess, really, just because it's so interesting to me. It's interesting that we are able to heal our bodies naturally. Yes. That to me is very interesting. I wish everybody could know about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly why we are doing this. So more people can know about it. So can you share with our listeners anything that you do now, like, you know, for any specific things like natural remedies, you know, that could be helpful for somebody? Okay, well, one thing that we're really, you know, big on is drinking our uh, warm water. We uh-huh. still- warm water with lemon or 
honey or garlic even. Um, and we think that's really important still in our house because I always remember, you know, it's our lymphatic system. It gets it going. Yes. And so that's something we do constantly. Another thing that I guess, what else have we done? For example, if uh, the kids might have a fever, we're able to treat it with belladonna or aconite. Yes, good job. Yeah, those are all homeopathic remedies. And uh, those are all can reduce fever, but they are not going to bring the fever down to 98. That's very important to know as well. And it's important that it doesn't bring it down all the way because it's fighting an infection and some amount of increase in temperature is what is going to help fight the infection. So and I know that that was a big one for you to actually first learn, right? Because I don't I don't like to see my kids in pain. It's really hard for me. So that was something that was like, okay, it's okay. If they're going to be okay. <laughs> yes. you know, uh, food poisoning. We've been able to treat food poisoning. Yes. And um, what did you do for food poisoning? Oh gosh. What did I, I think I gave him arsenic. I yes. Put- good job. Arsenic amalgam. <laughs> so yes. there's so much that you can do now, right? And all you need is this little kit, this little, little box that you actually carry around with you and you can do so much <laughs> I mean, and that's the funny thing is that I take it out of town and people laugh at me, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, if you ever need anything, I'll be here with it. Exactly. Actually, one time I was actually on a trip and I had my kid with me as well. You know, my one of my relatives developed food poisoning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Out of everybody, everybody ate at the same place, but I don't know why he developed a food poisoning and he could not actually stop going to the bathroom, poor guy. And we were actually, you know, on the road as well. He was like, please stop, I need to go. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I mean, I had arsenic album, thank goodness for that, because, you know, it was able to stop that. And, and then I also gave him aloe because it also helps, you know, a lot immediately to stop the diarrhea and he was so grateful and so I am always grateful for the kid because even if it's not for me or for my own children it helps somebody there and you know we can actually help it does oh and another you know thing was whenever my son had to have a an extra tooth removed extracted and instead of giving him antibiotics doctor had prescribed I was able to give him the natural remedies and his mouth healed perfectly you know and and it just makes you feel good. It really does. Um, I mean, the thing is that we have actually even done the whole protocol for people after mastectomy. Oh, wow. Without antibiotics, after C-sections without antibiotics, all kinds of surgeries that you could imagine people go through. We have actually been able to. So it's like, you know, obviously, you know, we are always about supporting whatever the person's choice is. And if they choose to have a mastectomy, it's their body. They can actually have a mastectomy. You know, I'm not going to go say, no, you cannot have it. Obviously, there are other ways to do it. But if that's the way they choose, that's the way they choose. And I have full respect for whatever people choose for their bodies. And But then, you know, if they actually want us to support them by not taking more medications, we're like, absolutely, we will do that. And it's amazing. And I personally took the same protocol that he took for tooth extraction for my uh, after my C-section. Wow. And I never had to take an antibiotic or a painkiller. And I healed so quickly that the nurses couldn't believe it. Wow. It's amazing what can be done naturally as much as people think of as this is only for something that is like, you know, maybe like a little tiny bite or tiny wound or something or an injury. It is actually something that can go long ways and it can heal deep as well. And mm-hmm. so that's what my experience of it has been. And, uh, you know, and that's the reason why I say it with such confidence and able to put together protocols that can help other people. But it's also amazing how 
you have been able to. So for me, like my father was a doctor, right? So, and then I've been formally trained. So it makes it easier for me for, you know, to do this. But obviously for a person who is coming in new, you actually took that on and you made it yours. Yes, I did. And I'm very thankful. (laughs) And, And that actually says a lot about you as to how amazing you are, how incredible you are, how you actually have that will and strength to pursue that and learn that and now actually, you know, put it in practice for your own family and, you know, enjoy the quality of life that you all deserve. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and I just, like I said, I hope that everybody can, you know, have the confidence and knowledge to do things naturally and not be afraid, you know, because sometimes it is kind of looked down upon. It shouldn't be. And so I just hope that others will do that for themselves or for a loved one. Yes. And I think that it is definitely changing one day, maybe, you know, soon enough, we'll be having a conversation about how insurance covers all of the natural treatments and people don't really have to go from pillar to post. And I hope that my own daughter, I was telling her like, you know, she wants to become a doctor as well. And I was telling her how she might actually want to choose something where an insurance will cover as well. And, but she'll actually still practice holistic so that we can actually bill insurance for some of the services and that can actually reduce the cost for people. So we can actually make it available to everyone. And that would be the dream that they'll be able to hopefully make it come true sooner than later. But that's a very good point. And I thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your story and sharing your healing journey and the difficulties of it and things that you've learned from it, but how it has left you empowered. Is there, are there any last words that you want to share to our listeners? Well, no, I think that's everything. I just, like I said, just if you're skeptical or if, you're unsure, I would say to do your research and to just better understand how your body works and see that it will be a benefit that you will not regret taking that leap. Perfect. And I agree with you 100% on that. And it's true. It's always that way that everything that we do, our body is always trying to talk to us in so many different words or so many different signs and symptoms that's the language that it speaks and if we pay attention to it and if we listen to it and if we heal it then we will actually find so much more of ourselves in that process and uh, that's what I have seen in my practice I've seen it in my own life and I hope that every single person has the opportunity to do that because every one of us deserve healing we do well thank you so much Nadia thank you for joining me today I appreciate you And I appreciate your family. You have the most cutest family ever. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, I hope to see you guys very soon. I know you have things to do and places to be. And you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan. And it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks. Much love and help. Until then.